0: Well, good morning, church. So good to be with you this morning for Intergen Sunday. Uh, it is a full weekend here at Sanctuary. Um, yesterday, we had our amazing all-church barbecue. Anyone join us for that? Amen. It was a good time. Also, we sent off our Mosaic students to Kids Across America for the week of camp. Amen. So all of their fundraising literally has paid off, and they are on their way. So they should be making it there um, this today. So we will pray for them this week. So church, would you join me as we pray? Lord God, thank you so much for just your faithfulness and goodness, Lord. God, we are reminded today that we can just glorify you, and it's fun and exciting, Lord. And our walk with you is always an adventure. So God, we thank you so much for just all the prayers that have been spoken, the words that have been said. Lord, I echo those. Lord, and I just ask that you'd be with us as a whole church family today as we dig into your word and apply it in our everyday life. So God, be with us on this journey of lifelong faith today and always, Lord. And it's for your glory and your praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, again, welcome, Sanctuary. My name is Pastor Rose. I serve as one of the associate pastors here at uh, the Sanctuary, and it is good to be together, as always, in worship. Well, this weekend, ah, it's finally a hot weekend. Finally a steamy, yes, steamy weekend. Amen. Um, And right now we are in a series called Summer Jams, and this series is really um, a way to help us to unwind a bit unwind in these summer months and uh, look at summer, some secular songs and how they might have a deeper meaning for us, but really we hope that this series is a challenge for us, a challenge to really take the full advantage that summer gives us, especially here in Minnesota, to live out our faith. Amen. So today is Intergen Sunday, as we shared, and it's a way that we hope that we can encourage faith that lasts not just for a season or for a moment, but that lasts a lifetime. Faith that lasts a lifetime. And research shows that when we engage in intergenerational worship and invest in intergenerational relationships like this, then all of us are exponentially more likely to have mature, deep faith. So Intergen Sundays aren't just a youth Sunday. It's not just a Sunday for families. Intergen Sunday is for all of us. Amen. Amen. It is a reminder that church includes all ages, all stages, no matter what part of the journey that we uh, find ourselves on. And speaking of journey, our song this morning, uh, Don't Stop Believin', did you like that, Leiden? Did you like that? All right, good, thank you. Our song this morning is by the band Journey. And this song actually gives us a similar encouragement today. Journey's song was written by Jonathan Cain, who plays the keys, and he wrote it uh, the words down, that tagline, uh, Don't Stop Believing, before he was even a part of the band. The line, Don't Stop Believing, was something that his dad told him to encourage him as he was trying to make it big in Hollywood. When he thought, you know, it's just not working out, I think I'm going to move back home to Chicago. At its essence, this song is inspired by a father encouraging his son to press on. And that's exactly the broader story of our passage today. Today. In Deuteronomy six, verses one through nine, we see the encouraging words for all generations to don't stop believing, to press on in faith with some very practical ways that we can all grow in our lifelong journey of faith together. So I want to invite you to open up your Bibles. We're going to look at uh, the Old Testament. So grab your Bibles, turn to the Old Testament. Um, We're going to look at Deuteronomy chapter six verses 1 through 9. And this is what our passage says this morning. These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to possess so that you, your children, and their children after them may fear the Lord your God as long as you live by keeping all his decrees and commands that I give you and so that you may enjoy long life. Also, I just have to pause because reading that, it's like, I know that my like 7th grade English teacher would be like, that's like a run-on sentence, it's so long, but that's all one sentence. Hear, Israel, and be careful to obey so that it may go well with you and that you may increase greatly in a land flowing with milk and honey just as the Lord, the God of your ancestors, promised you. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Deuteronomy, where our passage comes from, is a book that is largely asking the question, how do we, as people seeking to follow God, live out our faith together? Deuteronomy is about understanding our faith and action because of our faith. And what I love about Deuteronomy is that it is a book for all generations. It gives every generation a place in the community of faith. And it echoes the, the core of our song today, Don't Stop Believing, because it's really a refueling station along this journey of lifelong faith together. It's an encouragement for the road ahead to live out our faith wherever we are, whether we're at school or work, whether we're at day camp or at home, whether we're in the grocery store or the car or your grandparents' house, the mall. Our faith And God makes a difference for our whole life. So the passage that I just read today has important words for all of us, all stages. In particular, there are two truths that we're going to talk about today. So if we want to build lifelong faith, if we want to keep believing and grow in our faith, then first, our faith extends beyond Sunday mornings. Our faith has to be more than coming to church. And second, our faith requires intergenerational influence, just like today. In short, I believe our passage shows us that God is inviting all of us to family discipleship. Discipleship for everyone, all ages, all stages, all the time. But when I say family, I don't mean in our Western American 21st century lens of this nuclear family of parents and kids, of course. Instead, I mean it in the way that family was viewed in our passage today. Family in Jewish culture meant the whole community. It meant your neighbors and your friends. It meant your cousins. It meant children, young adults, older adults. Family was the whole community. Family was intergenerational just like we are right now. So family discipleship is the discipleship of all ages and stages. So again, this passage is about two things. Faith is more than just going to church. It's a part of our everyday life. And if we want to grow in deeper faith, then we need influence from other generations. Those who are older than us, those who are younger than us, all of us modeling faith and encouraging us to don't stop believing. So with that, let's look at our first point this morning. Our faith extends beyond Sunday mornings. And now for many of you, you here at Sanctuary, you know me pretty well by now. Uh, I have served at Sanctuary for nine years now. Thank you. (laughs) And over the years, hopefully, we've gotten to know each other a little bit. I've gotten to know your personality, and you've gotten to know mine. And for many of you, uh, but some of you, if I'm still getting to know you, I am the type of person who likes a plan. Who knew, right? I am an intentional and calculated person. I like to have not only a plan, but one that I can execute well. I like precision. I like to be in control. But I also, I really like to be logical and practical. And honestly, I'm rarely a a spontaneous person. Now, I know that I've just described someone who's super fun and exciting, you know. (laughs) But but hopefully I can laugh at myself, which I'm learning to do. But that's who I am. If I'm really honest, that's who I am. So I'm sure you'll be surprised to learn one of my all-time secret desires. Do you want to know? Do you want to know what my all-time secret desire is? Now, I can't believe I'm going to tell you this because it just feels so superficial for a very practical person like me, a serious person like me, But one of my all-time wishes was to buy a leather jacket. (laughs) It's true. And you can laugh. That's okay. And I know that to basically all of you, you'll think that it's just silly. Like, why would it be that big of a deal to want a leather jacket? But to me, as a very practical, serious person, it just seems so out of character. Like, do you think I could really pull it off? Do you think it would just seem so ridiculous to see Pastor Rose wearing a leather jacket? It's like one of my, but again, it was my all time, like, this is what I really want to do. But I knew that if I really wanted to fulfill this secret dream of having this leather jacket, that I needed my two best friends to convince me. Because I needed them. uh, Now, they are the type of people who are planners, they're practical like me, but they are the kind of friends who get me out of my shell. And I know we all have friends like that if you're a more serious person. They are those cherished friends who help me see the lighter side of life, who help me take myself and life not so serious. They're also known for getting me to be very spontaneous. So I knew if I wanted to get this long awaited leather jacket, that it was with them that I'd have to buy it. Now, we live all across the country, so at a recent girl's trip to California church, I found my leather jacket. (laughs) In church, it was the leather jacket that I was hoping for for all these years. It was perfect. You want to see it? All right. Here it is. This is the leather jacket that I was hoping for for all these years. (laughs) What do you think? I can pull it off, right? (laughs) I'm going to convince myself. But I needed my friends to convince me, and I feel like I can pull it off now. But I quickly learned something about this jacket. As I came back to Minneapolis, I wore it a few times, and I realized, of course, that it's not something that that I can really wear all the time, right? I mean, this leather jacket, for one thing, it's hot. (laughs) Like, I want to wear this for the whole sermon, but there's no way I can do it. It is just way too hot. It's also not the most practical jacket. It's not something I can wear every day. Like, if it's raining out, for example, this morning, I can't wear this all the time. And like any article of clothing, I can choose to put it on or even toss it aside after it's lost its appeal. It can go out of style. Friends, often we view our faith like my leather jacket. We wear it when it's convenient and cool. It actually may not be all that practical to us in our life. We might even grow out of it or choose to toss it aside at some point. But our passage today reminds us that our faith has to be more than my leather jacket. Our faith has to be more than just going to church on Sundays or Mosaic on Wednesdays or our life group on the weekend. We can't put our faith just on Sundays and then take it off on Monday. Our faith is more than just beliefs and knowledge. Our faith should affect all of our life lifelong faith is everyday faith amen and our passage says today talk about them when you sit at home and when you walk along the road when you lie down and when you get up tie them as symbols on your hands bind them on your foreheads faith was an everyday part of life and it was a part of everything they did for the jewish people When they were at home or out in public, at night and in the morning, during meals and in their neighborhood, with their community, faith was more than just a -a once-a-week gathering. Faith was everywhere and everything to the Jewish people. And church, we're challenged with the same thing this morning. In verse 4 through 5 in our passage, it's especially important. It says, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart with all your soul, and with all your strength. These two verses are an ancient prayer called the Shema. And the Jewish people would recite this prayer multiple times a day to infuse their faith in their everyday life. Shema Israel Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Echad. Hear, listen Israel, the Lord is our God and the Lord is one. Now, one of my Bible professors in seminary would start every single class with a Shema. And she taught me this deep love of this passage that we don't just profess our faith and and what we believe and what we understand about God, but our faith is acted out in everyday life. This prayer implies that faith isn't just a special occasion or for Sundays, that faith is a part of all of life. That's what the Shema is all about, our passage today. And in fact, in Hebrew, ancient Jews wouldn't even say, they wouldn't even speak the name of God, Yahweh. It was so holy, it was so special to them that they couldn't even speak God's name. And Yahweh to the Jewish people was spelled just with consonants. There weren't any vowels. And so there was a bit of a mystery as to how to actually say God's name. So instead of speaking it, the people would simply breathe. We make the sounds of those consonants when we breathe in. Just try it. God is infused in everything we do. The Shema teaches us that God, our faith, is every day. In our passage today, while it says in verse 2 that we should teach these things to our children, I need to emphasize that this was not a command only to parents. It was certainly an encouragement to them in their journey as parents, but it was, again, the family was all of the community. It meant everyone. So as we read this passage today, we can't think of it as a parenting seminar for families in the ancient Near East. No, this was a word for the whole intergenerational community of faith, which points to our second invitation today, that our faith requires intergenerational influence. Now one of the things I love about the sanctuary is all of you. We have some of the most interesting, amazing people at Sanctuary, right? Yes. And because we have a di- such a diverse church, it means that we have people from so many different backgrounds. People who have amazing stories and experiences. And I love Sanctuary. I love getting to know all of you. So naturally, as Sanctuary, over these past nine years, I've had some friend crushes over the years. Anyone else had a friend crush ever? Yes, yes. Someone that you just love to get to know better and become their friend. Yes, (laughs) yes. Well, over the years, I've had a few friend crushes, Sanctuary. I've had a few friend crushes, and I'm so grateful because it meant that I have grown in relationship with so many of you. I've gotten to know your stories and who you are. Now my husband and I, we have two daughters, and as we're thinking about the adults who impact um, their faith in, the, in their life, there was one woman here at Sanctuary who I was friend-crushing hard. I was friend-crushing hard Sanctuary. I really wanted to get to know this godly woman and have her influence my children. So more recently, we began a sweet friendship with Miss Rosemary, one of our MCs this morning, amen. <laughs> And as you can see here, there's a picture of Miss Rosemary and my daughter, Esme. (laughs) And these are special ladies, church. And these are special ladies who have something really special in common. And it's something that we would have never known about and something we would have never bonded over without reaching out to each other to get to know each other better. Now, Miss Rosemary and Esme are both reigning royalty in our midst, church. Yes. Did you know that Miss Rosemary's the 1980 Hale Jackson talented teen from Minnesota? In yeah. <laughs> Esme is 2020 Northeast Minneapolis Junior royalty. <laughs> So this picture was taken at Esme's coronation, and Miss Rosemary was generous enough to join our family for this special evening. And the two of them talked about their experience um, as royalty. So it was just so much fun. And again, we would have never known that if we didn't get to know each other. So it's just been an honor to get to know uh, one another and see just our intergenerational friendship grow together. Now my daughters see her at church. They call her by name. They know her. She's influencing my daughters both in their faith and their life development. I know that she is a safe and wise praying adult that I need in the lives of my daughter. And Amen. And I pray that they learn from her example, that they confide in her as a mentor, and that they respect her lifelong journey of faith as they begin their own church we need each other we need each other across generations people who are older than us showing us the way people who are younger than us that we are showing them the way our faith requires intergenerational influences and church research clearly shows that if we want lifelong faith both in our kids and us then we need to be intergenerational in our worship in our relationships, and our leadership. We need all ages, all stages. Now there's a quote that says, Every kid need a, needs adults who love them in a way that convinces them they are worth something. Church, these words are so true. We must help our kids see their God-given worth and their potential by intentional adults who are doing that work. But church, this could be true of all of us. We all need people in our life speaking this truth that we have a purpose and that we are worthy because of God. Amen. And intergenerational influences do exactly that. So church, if you have a friend crush at Sanctuary, I want to encourage you to seek that person out. Seek that person out. If there's an adult that you would love to influence your children or pray for them, then ask them. All it took was a simple ask, and we can see the Holy Spirit just working in amazing ways. So church, I want to end this morning with just a few practical tips, a few practical ways that we can live out this verse even today. So I want to share four practical ways that we can walk away from today and apply this passage both in our personal lives as well as a whole church community. And as I wrap up, I want to invite the worship team to come forward because we're wrapping up. Now, church, I know we're busy. We have very, very full lives. So I don't want to put these four practical tips up here and feel like you have to do all of them. Choose two. Take a picture of them and, and come back to them. But choose two this week and see how the Holy Spirit moves. So first, reflect. Reflect. How is my faith like a jacket? Something that I take on and off when it's convenient, or or maybe it's something I even throw away to the side because it hasn't been a practical part of my life. Reflect on how your faith is a part of your everyday life. Second, pray and connect across generations. Are there people older or younger that God is pointing out in your life? Pray for them. Also, what one step can I take this week to connect more deeply with someone? If you have kids, I want to invite you to and have them, ask them, who are the five adults that they trust beyond you? And, and, and seek out those and develop those connections. Research shows that when kids have five safe, mature Christian adults in their life beyond their primary caregivers, then they are more likely to develop a mature, lifelong faith. And this is something that I ask my daughters periodically. Who are the adults that you trust beyond me if you needed help? Who are those adults that you can go to if you have something to talk about but you don't want to tell me right away? And that's okay. We need kids to have safe adults in their lives who are echoing our wisdom, especially as they grow. Amen? And third, be a storyteller. How can you tell your story of faith to someone of a different generation? Just like as we did during our meet and greet time. Start by taking an inventory of the season of life. What is God doing? How has God been faithful in your life? Identify that one practical story and share that with someone of a different generation. And finally, church, imagine the end. When you imagine the end, then you focus your energy on what will make a lasting Im- impact. If our end goal is lifelong faith, then how do you imagine that faith journey with God and with our whole church community? So church, I hope that this provides some applicable ways that we can look at our faith as the everyday and as we can connect across generations. Because church, we need each other in this lifelong journey of faith. Amen? Amen. Church would you join me and stand this morning if you're able. We're going to worship in just a moment and continue but I know if you we all come to church with different needs. So if you have a prayer need this morning our prayer team is going to be up front in just a moment come and receive prayer. We're here together to on this journey of lifelong faith. So come and receive prayer if you need it. And church, let's continue to worship across all ages, all stages.